Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our guest host on this program is Pastor Jared Baldwin, the executive pastor at Harvest Baptist Church. Every week, we spend these 25 minutes together telling you the stories of our church by interviewing our members and other friends of the ministry. We'd invite you to join us at Harvest Baptist Church this week. We have two services on Sunday, the first at 8.45 a.m., the second at 10.45 a.m. We offer Spanish translation at the 8.45 a.m. service and have Japanese and Korean translation during the 10.45 a.m. service. That's also when we live stream at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. This week, Pastor Jake Schnoor will be preaching in our Sunday morning services, and we have community groups on Sunday evening. Let's begin today's Harvest Time by welcoming Pastor Jared Baldwin. Hi, Pastor Jared. Hi, Chris. Uh, thanks for hosting Behind the Host. We appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> and uh, today here on Harvest Time, we have one of our our own homegrown talented uh, young Mr. Raleigh Tuazan. Raleigh, how are you doing today? Hi, uh, good morning or good afternoon. I'm doing well today. Uh, thanks for having me here on Harvest Time. Really yeah. appreciate it. Well, we're glad to have you and, um, you know, you grew up around here. You were just a kid on this campus. You told me, when was the last time you think you were up in this part of the the uh, building, like this, where the radio station is now? Oh, well, uh, last time I was on this side, it was probably in high school around 99, 2000, and uh, it was a lot different than it is now. Um, and as you were talking about, there's, uh, I think, the IT department's next door. Yes. And that, that used to be my fifth grade classroom. Oh, wow. And uh, I remember my teacher, Mr. Lewis, was uh, Pastor Lewis's son, and it was his first year coming teach. And, oh, Wow. Uh, and yep, and that was my classroom. Yeah, so, Eric Lewis, boy, that's that's vintage right there. Yeah, it so, is. <laughs> yeah, you were here before some of the current buildings were here. I think so, and um, some of the older buildings, which are now gone, um, such as the uh, the kindergarten building, mm -hmm. uh, the old chapel building, yep. used to be there where yeah. we had like um, Heart for Christ and yep. chapel and, yep. and all that. Yeah, we used to have a locker room building even uh, that was like a converted container that was on the other end of the cafeteria, right? Yeah, yeah, that was really, I mean, they tried their best to keep it cool, but it was always so hot in there oh, yeah. whenever we, yep. we changed for PE and all that. Yeah. And, um, and you know, you just got a 48th graders right after basketball <laughs> in there. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, you're just trying to find space to change. And, oh, boy. And, and trying to get to class on time. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when the Typhoon Pong Song Wah destroyed that building. I, I came out on campus, and even in the the little bit of daylight that was poking through, all I could see were basketball shoes everywhere because <laughs> everyone had left their stuff in their lockers in there. Oh, and yeah. then the storm took that building out. And of course, we've had a number of buildings go up uh, as well. The FLC. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you never got to play inside a gym when you were in school here, right? No. So they they promised a gym ever since I was like in kindergarten, first mm -hmm. grade. What came up was the um, the open air uh, basketball court, mm -hmm. so we I, so that's what I had uh, growing up. Sure. Growing up here so today. you guys were part of the tough generation. <laughs> I that suppose could so. play outside and you know <laughs> didn't care about sunburns and <laughs> yeah. boonie dogs. Yeah. So now everyone's spoiled with a nice air conditioned gym. But yep. well, praise the Lord, we've had a lot of development around here, yep. buildings wise. Buildings aren't the most important thing, but it is neat to see how God's added to the facilities. But tell us a little bit about. 
when did you start coming to school here and who are some of the the faculty members that maybe made a difference in your life growing up oh yeah sure so um at the time harvest was really small and my I don't know how it came to be, but my dad was doing the electrical design for the cafeteria building. Oh. And so, you know, he come up here and saw the campus and saw what, what was going on up here. And I was like, hey, why don't I try to send my son here? Hmm. Um, so I started here in uh, kinder- in K3, kindergarten. Wow. Um, then all the way up to, uh, stayed all the way up till, till I graduated 12th grade. Um, yeah, a couple faculty members, um, very memorable faculty members. My one, my youth pastor here, Pastor Andre Rouge. Mm-hmm. So he was very um, instrumental in my life. Um, really learned a lot from him and his mentorship. And his um, his brother-in-law, uh, Pastor Jeff Fain. Yeah, was who was really, just here uh, on, yeah. on, on island for a little bit. Yeah, I was off island. I was oh. so sad I couldn't catch him, but I, I heard that he's coming yeah. coming through again. Yeah, he's the camp speaker, I believe, this summer. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah. I, I am so happy to yeah. have him back. Yeah. And um, it's weird because I was telling Pam Daniel that <laughs> I'm older than when how old he was when he was teaching oh, here. Boy. <laughs> so oh boy! Oh boy! It's a bit coming full circle, you know. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But you kept all your hair, Jeff did. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, there yeah. you go. You have that. You're a little bit better looking than there he was. you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So I mean, so what year did you graduate from HCA? So I graduated in two thousand two. Okay. Um, it was a bit of a transitory time because um, Pastor Heron had just come on board, so he brought you know him him and his family came, and. Uh, Pastor Lewis had had just uh, left uh, for the states, I believe. Yeah, yep. At, at the time, so uh, you know, really getting to know Pastor Heron and his family, and it was it was great um, meeting them because uh, his oldest Megan was in in my class, so I got to know Megan through school. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. I my first week on Guam was your graduation week. So my first big event to go to at Harvest was your graduation. I Actually, I came to the uh, baccalaureate service uh-huh. and I sat in the balcony and I slept through the whole thing <laughs> uh, because I was so jet lagged. Yeah, and I just came I up imagine. there. I think we had just been on island a day or two and I was so jet lagged. Yeah. But I wanted to participate and then I was at graduation and then we did a big... I went to a couple graduation parties, including one at the Herons for, for oh, Megan's yeah, graduation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, in that class, graduation class, did uh, who else was in that class? Was uh, Christian Bendo in that class? Christian Bendo, uh, Matt Shiraki, a couple others. Pager, was Pegarito's? Uh, he was two years younger than me. Okay, that's right. Yeah, that's so right. him okay. and Karina were two yeah. years younger than yeah. me. Did he have an older brother that was in your class? or Not in my class. His older brother, Keith, was, um, I think, two years older than me. Okay. Um, all right. Yeah. All my walking down memory lane makes for terrible radio. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so what did you do after you graduated from Harvest Christian Academy? Yeah, so after I graduated from Harvest, I went to a Christian college called Cedarville University mm-hmm. out in Midwest Ohio. Yep. Very different from the beaches on Guam because, mm-hmm. number one, it's landlocked. Yep. Number two is very flat. They had <laughs> yep. four seasons. Yep. So imagine a little island boy, first time in the States, experiencing snow, oh boy. four seasons, all of that. Um, I, I'll be honest, I was having a hard time my first year, um, but keeping contact with my classmates uh, sometimes and, and having the fanes and the roosh nearby really, really helped me. Sure. So even after I graduated... 
they uh, the Fanes and the Roosters still provide support to us. That's great. Um, they'd have us over Thanksgiving, some of the weekends when we wanted to get off campus, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I really praise the Lord for that, how everything just worked out that way, just being still near the Fanes and the Roosters and having uh, my classmates nearby. Yeah, what did you study at Cedarville? So I studied uh, international studies and social okay. science, so learning about the world. Wow. Out, out in the middle of the, out in the middle of the Midwest, right? Yeah. So you leave the out in the middle of the world and go to Ohio to learn about the rest of the world. Yeah, that's, yeah that's exactly. Great. <laughs> yeah. So you did uh, four years there, five years there. Yeah. So um, well, I did I did my undergrad there, but I spent a year abroad in mm-hmm. the Philippines. So I went to the University of the Philippines my junior year. Then wow. Came, came back and graduated. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So it was great. What happened after graduation? So uh, graduation, I, I joined the Guard for a bit, mm-hmm. um, and then after that, um, I went to grad school back in the Philippines, mm-hmm. uh, so, so I stayed there, uh, worked a little bit there for a few years before I came back. Um, one of the reasons I came back was because my, you know, my parents were getting a little older um, and just wanted to be back to uh, make sure that they're okay and mm-hmm. uh, watch out for them while, while they're still well, they're still on Earth, right? Sure. Um, so yeah, that thankful for that and the journey, and and just being able to circle back, uh, back to here at Harvest, and and you know when I came back, it was great seeing some old faces, a, a lot of new new friendly faces also, and and meeting new people, and seeing the the ministry grow, seeing the outreach that that Harvest and and impact is having on the island and in the region. Um, yeah, it was. It was great to see praise yeah praise god awesome well before we move on from hca i'd ask you to think of a any funny stories or memorable things that happened while you're hca and you had a particularly hilarious yeah. story yeah. can you <laughs> share that with us briefly and then we'll move on to your testimony yes yeah, so so one of my teachers uh mrs abels um she was in the computer lab in the second floor of the cafeteria building and i was i was there working on something and so at the time she was pregnant with her, I, th- I believe it was her oldest, Jesse, Jesse Abels. And then I go to her, I ask her, so Ms. Abels, when are you gonna have your mammogram? And then she paused and I knew something was wrong. I said, man, what was wrong, what's wrong? And then she, she, she turns to me, she goes, you mean ultrasound? And my face turned so red <laughs> and I was so speechless. I had no clue what to say, I just, I was so speechless for a couple minutes. That's great. That is great. Hey, you get points for trying and for trying to ask an intelligent medical question. Yeah, yeah, trying, so, yeah. Try, uh, trying to seem smart, but you know, you come out the other way, right? <laughs> well, so, you know, Raleigh, tell us a little bit about uh, when did you come to know the Lord and tell us a little bit of your testimony. Yeah, sure. So um, I came to know the Lord. Uh, well, I accepted Jesus Christ when I was first grade here, so through my teacher, Miss Terry. Um, yeah, so c- came to know the Lord at a young age. I, I didn't have a very dramatic testimony. It wasn't like, you know, I was into bad things uh, before I came to know the Lord, then had a big turnaround. But uh, one thing that I could say was different was that I had a different desire from my other friends who wanted to do other things. I wanted to know more, more about the Lord more about the Bible, um, uh, wanted to, uh, you know, please the Lord as I was growing up through my teenage years while my, uh, while my, um, my friends wanted to do other things. You know, I just saw, I just saw life. I saw, 
events in a different way than they did. Mm -hmm. um, so you know, I can say that it wasn't dramatic, but it definitely led me in a different direction than the rest of my peers. Sure, sure. So how is that, you know, transformation at a younger age, not the big dramatic unshackled testimony, right. but just a steady, you know, knowing the Lord and growing in the Lord. How has that affected your adult life and your work career and things like that? Well, I could say that, um, you know, when I look at people, I see that, you know, they need the Lord. Um, people, everyone's just, you know, trying to get by, you know, have a job, have a family, uh, trying to get through life. But, you know, they also need to have that spiritual guidance, that spiritual mentorship. And, you know, when I see people, I was like, man, I, I, I hope, I wish that they knew Jesus like I did and that they had these spiritual mentors and support system that I have because, man, if, if, if sometimes I struggle, how are, how are they doing? How are they getting through life? And, man, I wonder, and, and um, I just, you know, I pray that, that they'll be able to come to know Jesus like, like I do. Hmm. That's great. That's yeah. great. So let's, let's bring it up to the year 2024 now. What, are you, what does God have you doing right now? Yeah, so right now I'm, um, I'm up at Camp Blas. Um, my official title is Real Property Accountable Officer. So what I'm doing is that I'm helping keep the facility records correct all over the base. So we're building a lot on base, building a lot of buildings, having a lot of contractors come. So I make sure that uh, the money spent correctly is spent at the correct amounts and that we're not wasting any of the taxpayers' dollars. Sure. Yeah. Uh, as a taxpayer, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, Thank you're you. welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, let's, let's talk a little bit about this because – when I was gone the last couple of years, I got to teach at a college and we taught business and HR, organizational leadership, and um, got to have a lot of guest speakers like yourself that work out in the business world, work out in the secular world. And I would ask them this question. Uh, if you were bringing a young adult onto your team where you work, what qualities are you looking for as a leader in your organization? All right. So uh, I think one of the first qualities is that they're teachable. I mean, you don't want someone who comes in, who pretends they know everything, who's trying to boss around everybody, trying to bully people. Um, that, that just, I don't think that makes for a good team. Mm -hmm. So teachable, um, as long as, you know, there's some kind of intellect in there, most people will, will understand the process, mm -hmm. right? Um, so teachable, uh, number two is that they, they, they get along with everyone, they get mm -hmm. along with the team. Um, that they're not, like I said, not trying to bully anybody, not trying to intimidate anybody, that, that you know, they're superior to anyone else, but, uh, you know, gets along with everybody so that we can, you know, as, say, in the military, be able to accomplish the mission, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and if they have those two qualities, you know, everything else, you know, we can teach them, can support them, um, and we can always help each other out because sure. I don't know everything. Sometimes I forget, I forget stuff. Sometimes my team members forget stuff, but we can always be there for each other, have each other's back. And, uh, you know, really someone who's a team player and, uh, and can be taught easily. Yeah, yeah. You know, what's funny is that what you just said, those two, I think I interviewed at least 100 different business people in the last four or five years for classes. And those two qualities are always in the top five with everyone so it's just universal right that right. those soft skills when i ask the the conspicuous thing no one ever says that they know how to use a laser 
printer, you know, a 3D printer, right, or that right. they know how to, you know, use QuickBooks, or that they know something technical. Now, right. there are technical things that need to be learned, but if someone's teachable and humble and they work well as a team, you can teach them yep. any software, or any technology, things right. like that. And, and how it is now is that you have different companies, different agencies who have the processes already in place, and you just got to teach it to someone who's, who's willing and uh, you know smart enough to learn uh those processes that they don't make it so complicated they're trying to keep it basic so anyone can come in and understand so if you have someone who can understand easily you know i'm i'm happy with them asking a lot of questions that that's fine and uh and and being able to learn and being able to uh get along with the team that i think that makes that makes all of us happy sure I think what you're describing can all be tied together with humility because mm. if you're humble, then you recognize you don't know everything and you're willing to ask. If you're humble, you can learn to work with others. You're not going to try and intimidate, bully, right. or, or run over them. And so those are good qualities. Maybe that'll transition to me to my last question for you is, so, and I, I'm, I'm not having you hold yourself up as the ultimate example of this, you know, but as you look at all the places, you've got to be in the military, you've you've lived and worked in other countries you've been in the states you've been here you work in the government um and, and contracting all these different things as a when you see a christian in the workplace um what distinguishes a christian in the workplace in, in a way where they actually make a difference or have more credibility what qualities can a christian bring to the secular workplace where they'll be able to have a stronger testimony Right. Um, I think that one that instantly distinguishes a Christian in the workplace is the way they treat other people. So you, you can see instantly uh, a, dedicate, a dedicated Christian on how he treats other people. Um, and I think also that translates to what I've said earlier about, and what you're talking about earlier about humility and being able to work with a team. Um, you know, you treat other people well. If, if, if your worldview is that these people need Christ and I am uh, I am the vessel to show Christ's love to others I think that'll be a big impact and that'll also help in their you know work work environment and it doesn't necessarily have to be religious it, it's just uh, it's just uh, a good quality to have being able to, to help other people and, and be a part of a team yeah well it sounds like that gives you the platform so when there is an opportunity to talk to someone, you might not always get the opportunity, yeah. but if there was, right, right. they're going through a hard time. You find yourself one-on-one -on -one in the break room and talking about something because you've already established this foundation that you're, you're a loving person and mm -hmm. you have someone else's best in mind. Right, exactly. You, you have a better chance of being able to talk to them and open up. Right, exactly. And, and then uh, I've seen some people ask, well, man, you're having a hard time. How are you still... Are you still cheerful? Are you still happy? Well, you know, I have, I have a great support system. I have my relationship with Jesus, and and that that's what gives me strength. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because what you're saying means that really God allows hard times so that we can demonstrate that we have Jesus in our lives, so that people around us can see it, and so that's God working all things together for good. Mm -hmm to them that love God and who are the called according to his purpose. So something not good puts you under pressure, gives you a hard time, but because you know Jesus and you respond a certain way, it actually opens the door for people to see Jesus 
in a way that they wouldn't see if everything was just going good right. for you all the time. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a, a great testimony to have. I think that's a, uh, an opportunity to shine, you know, be salt and light in the workplace yeah. uh, for all Christians. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Well, as we wrap up this interview, Raleigh, what would you say would be um, as you we have this this has kind of gone into talking about Christians in the workplace. What would be a good challenge for Christians in the workplace that are listening to this to consider as they go back to work on Monday and they they're they're taking their faith with them to the workplace? What would be something you could challenge that you know you're challenging yourself in maybe at the same time? Yeah, sure. Um, think one challenge I will give is that when you're salt and light, you shine. So you shine for Jesus, but everyone's looking at you. So you need to be very careful. You need to be, um, make sure that your relationship with God is, you know, the best you can have at that point because everyone's looking at you and, and you're the light of the world. You're the salt of the earth. And in order to do that, um, you need to shine and <laughs> Not not be a salty person, but be <laughs> but be the salt, right? <laughs> Absolutely, Abs- uh, excellent advice. Thanks, Raleigh, and uh, God bless you as you continue to, you know, protect my taxpayer dollars. All right, yeah, I appreciate no problem. That. <laughs> and uh, we might have to have you back one of these days, maybe in a more informal setting, to talk about more stories as you think of them. Because <laughs> yeah, sure. you you were here long enough that you probably have a whole catalog of them. But thank you very much for coming up today. Sure, appreciate thanks for having it. me. Appreciate that, Jared. Thanks. All right, and uh, that's uh, Raleigh Tuazon as. He's uh, an alumni of Harvest Christian Academy, a member of Harvest Baptist Church, and had this awesome career as a, as a young man, all these different things God's allowed him to do. And just a great challenge for us today, uh, wherever we're working, to take that humility and our relationship with Christ into the workplace and, and be that salt and light as he challenged everyone. So really appreciate Raleigh coming up today. And thank you for listening to Harvest Time. Of course, we use this moment in the program to invite you again to Harvest Baptist Church. There are two services, 8.45 a.m. and 10.45 a.m. We have Spanish translation at the 8.45 a.m. service, and then Japanese and Korean translation during the 10.45 a.m. service. And we bring that service to you live here on 88.1 FM and khmg.org. We sure hope to see you this Sunday. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time.